What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. We have an action-filled episode for you guys today, and it's our 25th episode. Yes, we've got a lot of crazy stuff in today's podcast, from the latest NBI updates to our GOAT discussion. So let's just jump right into it and begin with some of the NBA free agency news. So right off the bat, a very important player, which is Clay Thompson, is on is back on the court shooting the ball and he's looking to return around Christmas of next season. So how do you think he'll do in his first season back from actually two major injuries and surgeries? Well I think that like he well obviously he got injured and all and I think it would be cool if he came back on Christmas against the Suns because I mean, on Christmas, everybody wants presents, and I think it would be like the Warriors' present for Clay Thompson to return, and hopefully. Um, but I mean, I, I've watched a few of his workout videos. I mean, he's playing pretty well, but I mean, I I don't know. I mean, in terms of actual competition with guys that are his size, who are tougher, who haven't been injured, I think it'll be really interesting to see. And to be completely honest with you, I, I have no clue how I think he's going to do because I have nothing to refer to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy because he had that one Achilles injury in the finals, obviously, versus the Raptors. Game six, it was heartbreaking. And actually, I think that if he didn't get injured, that they might have won that game and maybe enforced a game seven. No. No? no. <laughs> Just being biased by my own team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, maybe, but that's beside the point. So he had that injury, and then he was obviously looking to come back, you know, sometime late in the 2019-20 season. But then he got injured again back in 2020, which kept him out for the entire 2021 season. And now he's finally hoping to come back in um, uh, December of this year. But for me personally... I'm kind of nervous because a, a guy that I think about who's had like multiple injuries like this and uh, multiple severe injuries like this is Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, he got injured in New York first. Then he's over the past two years with Dallas, he's just had so many injuries in it with his knees. And so I'm just nervous that Clay Thompson might become the same way. I mean, it all depends. I mean, the same thing happened to DeMarcus Cousins. And, like, he used to be, like, an all-star, you know, so talented. But now, like, he's on the Clippers. Now he's a free agent. Like, he, he doesn't know what he's going to do. I mean, I think it just depends on his performance. If Koi Thompson plays well, then I have no doubt that um, I don't think he's going to deal with those injuries. But I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I mean, Koi Thompson looks pretty chill. Um, he looks happy. He's getting back into it. So I, I don't think he's going to struggle with anything after this. Um, I won't be surprised if he gets another injury, but um, a major injury, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll just have to see because you really never know. Like KD, he came back and he just completely destroyed everybody. Yeah. Right? And people were – I remember before he came back, everybody was like, oh, he's never going to be the same. He's going to be like Paul Millsap. He's going to be a role player. But then he'd just come back and just goes absolutely insane both the regular season and in the playoffs. 
So it's really, you never know. So I, I, honest, I hope that he does well, though. I, I hope. Yeah, like, like with Kevin Durant, it almost feels like he's better than he, what, what he used to be. He's, he's like carrying his team in his first season back from injury. And then the same thing happened with like LeBron. Like LeBron, he got injured, and then he's gonna, and then he act, he himself said he's not going to be the same. And then he came back. I mean, he wasn't himself. Like they obviously lost to Phoenix, but I think that was because of Anthony Davis. And for Anthony Davis, um, I don't know. Um, for Anthony Davis, I think he's going to be fine. So I think with all these people, obviously this season was kind of determined by injuries. Maybe it was it wouldn't have been Suns versus Bucks if it wasn't for the injuries. It would have happened for the Warriors, the Lakers. The Nets, all those people. So next year, if nobody gets injured, like no major players get injured, I think it's going to be a completely different season than it was last year. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. So I guess moving on to our next free agency topic, Marcus Gasol, who is right now still signed to the Lakers, he opted into his deal earlier in the summer. Um, he may not be expected to be with the team by the time the season starts. And he actually may even be looking to go back to Spain and finish his career in his home country. And that's very similar to how Pau Gasol finished his career off. So any thoughts on that? Um, I won't be surprised if he goes to Spain. Um, I mean, Marc Gasol made a terrible decision of leaving the Raptors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean... He's not getting, like, a lot of minutes. I mean, he's getting minutes, obviously, but he's not a starter. I don't, at least I don't believe he is. Um, yeah, they took Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond took his spot. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, he hasn't been, like, what he was in Toronto. Like, I'm not trying to be biased about my team, but, like, he was putting up good numbers with Toronto, like 15 to 20 a game, getting some rebounds, you know, like an all-around guy, good defensive player, good three-point shooter. He's one of those good three-point centers that the league needs. Um, but with the Lakers, it almost didn't really seem like he was able to showcase that. I don't think it was the coaching staff's fault. I think it was just him not performing in the games. Um, so if he was to go to Spain, hopefully he can finish out his career there. I mean, the NBA is like the best league in the world. So maybe Spain will be a little bit easier. He'll be the starter. He'll get his minutes and he'll perform. And I don't think – I mean – I've had people tell me this, like people are saying like, he's going to go to Spain and then he might come back to the NBA if he plays well, but I don't think that's going to happen because he's going to be too old. Like he's already so old. He's like 35, 36. Like, he's old. Maybe he's even older than that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't, I don't see him coming back if he goes to Spain. It, it's like his, re his retirement tour is going to Spain. Right. Yeah. And I definitely agree with you that he didn't, he hasn't really, played as well with the Lakers. I mean, even maybe nearly as well as he did with the Raptors. And obviously, I think age is like the biggest factor, right? Because the older you get, the slower you become, the more injuries start to affect you. And I mean, we've seen it with everybody. So while he was still a good three-point shooter last year, he definitely wasn't nearly the defensive player anymore because he's just too slow to keep up with the NBA pace that he used to be able to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so next, we can move on to the GOAT, Ben Simmons. <laughs> Didn't have a good season in Philly, especially in the playoffs. And now the Timberwolves are a front runner to sign him. Um, 
So is it a, what do you think? Do you think it's a good decision or do you think it's a bad decision? I don't know why the Timberwolves are even like thinking about getting Ben Simmons because I, I think the reason why they would they think about it is because they probably they probably want they will probably want to play him as a power forward because there's no way that they have both D'Angelo Russell and him on the same team, and, yeah. right? And playing point guard, so I would assume that they would somehow try and make some trade with their draft picks because obviously they have a lot of like uh, draft leverage because they're so bad, and maybe even get rid of someone like Malik Beasley who averaged I think nearly 20 points per game when he played last season and just a bunch of other picks and young players to Philly, get Ben Simmons, and then run a lineup with, like, let's say, D'Angelo Russell, a point guard, Anthony Edwards, shooting guard, Josh Kogi small forward, Ben Simmons, power forward, and obviously Carl Anthony Towns. And if they do that, I think, it's a, I think it's definitely a good idea. But if they're looking to trade, like, D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons, no, 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 I do not think they should do it. Yeah. I mean, when you kind of think about Minnesota, it's it's so weird because it's not like they have a bad team. They have Anthony Edwards, Juanco Hernan Gomez, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and actually Malik Beasley, even though he averaged 20.6 points per game, he was in jail. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He, was, he, he was in jail, and he got released like five days ago from a 78-day sentence in um from Wright County Jail. So Yeah, um, but but when he was playing, he he was twenty points per game is really good. So of course it is, yeah. I, I agree with you that it's so weird that the Timberwolves are like literally always the fourteenth seed in the West. Like their talent on paper is, is there, but it just doesn't seem to work. Well I think it also gives us a statement that the West is very strong. I mean the West now has the Lakers the Warriors are coming back to be where they were. Now we have new additions in the Suns and the Jazz as, as one of the best teams. We have the Dallas Mavericks as Luka, and hopefully he can get somebody good. Um, I can't the even Nuggets. Name. Yeah, the Nuggets. Um, I mean, the Grizzlies aren't, like, you know, top team, but they have John Morant, who's, a, who's one of their best players. The Pelicans, um, they have so many good teams there. So, um I don't think – I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around it because they're the 14th seed, but it's not like the West, every single team is as good as they are. Like, I think the Wolves will be even better now. Um, they traded Pat, Patrick Beverly. We'll talk about that later. Um, actually, we don't even have to talk about it later. We can talk about it now. Um, Patrick Beverly got traded to Memphis from the Clippers and then got traded to Minnesota from Memphis um, for Hernan Gomez, who I was talking about, um, and one of their other players who was a small role player. Um, so it'll be cool to see Patrick Beverly. I, I, won't, I won't be surprised if there's like a lineup like Beverly, Russell, Edwards, like Cat, and Ben Simmons should jump into like that like small forward or power forward position. I think that he should because Ben Simmons, his shooting is not the best as everybody knows, but not the best is kind yeah. of putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, he doesn't have the best shooting, but he, he can, he can rebound the ball. Um, and that's something a lot of teams lack. So I won't be surprised if a team signs him 
and like their shooting is so good, but their rebounding is bad. Like the Raptors, like their shooting's pretty good. Their rebounding isn't as good. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if like, he went to like one of those teams where re- rebounding wasn't good and the GM thought that they, they wanted him for, for the rebounding because he's a big man. Don't forget that. He's like the tallest point guard in the league, like second tallest in history behind Magic Johnson. Like he's like 6'10", I think, 6'11". Like he's really tall for, for a point guard. Yeah. And also some other thing, like he's also really, really good on defense. He was the runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year behind Gobert. He can guard every position, one through five. He's very mobile, and he he's, he's, uh, steals the ball well. And on top of that, he's a good passer. His, his main weakness is scoring and shooting, yeah. which is offense. But everything else, like playmaking, rebounding the ball, defense, he's, he's very good. So it's just like... He's still he's not a bad player. Like this, this he's a three-time All-Star. He has a lot of potential if he somehow learns to shoot or develop his offensive game a little more. So, but uh, it's interesting. We'll see what the Timberwolves do. But uh, speaking of Philly, Joel Embiid re-signed with Philly on a supermax contract. Another massive deal. Yeah. I think it's like the fifth of the summer at this point, and. What do you think of that? Do you think it was good for him to stay in Philly, keep going with this team, or should he have been looking to leave after his contract ended? Um, I mean, if I were in his position, I would have stayed. Um, like, as much as Philadelphia loses in the playoffs every year, like, they still make the playoffs, right? They're, they're still a second-round team, almost conference finals. So I think it was a good decision by him. Because the team's so good. It's not like the team's bad. Atlanta, they just played super well, and they maybe had a few um, liabilities on their team. <laughs> ben Simmons. Um, but um, I think in the next, like, however long he signed, four or five years, I think it was until the end of the 2026 season. Um, I don't think that there will be a lot of um, a lot of problems for him. I mean, he's in a, he loved the city. He loves the team. Hopefully they can get another player with him. Hopefully Tobias Harris can up his level and all those defensive players can do it, like Matisse Stiebel, um and like Shake Milton, like all of these guys, these young guys, hopefully they can raise their level. And I think that's something to get that uh, I can help him. Yeah, I personally, I wouldn't have signed for five years. I think I would have like done a Kawhi deal where you sign for two years and basically are threatening to leave if the Sixers don't make it somewhere. Because, I mean, since the process, right, the process started all the way back in 2010. Seven years, they were, like, consistently one of the worst teams in the league. Actually, well, the first two years they were okay. But after that, for about five years, they were just some of the worst teams in the league. They got Embiid. They got a bunch of other young players. They got Ben Simmons. 2017-18 2017-18 season, it's their breakout year. They get the third seed. They lose in the playoffs in the second round. Okay, that's fine. They're a young team. 20, uh, 2019 season, they lose to the defending champions in the seven on one of the most heartbreaking shots of all time by Kawhi. So even that, I guess, it's, a, it's okay. They're, they're getting better and better. 2020, they have a bunch of injuries. They're just bad in general. And nobody really bats an eye. But then this season, or I should say last season now, 
They're the number one seed in the East. They're looking to compete with the Nets and the Bucks. They they want to be there in the conference finals against one of those teams. And yeah, Atlanta played well, but the Sixers also choked two very very large leads in both games five and six. So I think Embiid should not be particularly happy. Like they haven't made a conference finals yet in three years, right? So if they, I think that if they don't get somewhere this season, I, I if I were Embiid, I'd be pretty unhappy. Yeah, I mean, I would do the Kawhi deal, like two, three years. And then if he wants to leave, then he can leave if he wants. But, yeah. Um, let's move on to another young person. <laughs> Robin Williams signed a four-year, $54 million extension. And it's actually Robert, not Robin. Why did you write that down? <laughs> um, <laughs> But he signed a four-year, $54 million extension with the Boston Celtics. Um, was the contract worth it? Oh, yes. It was definitely worth it because Robert Williams, not Robin Williams. Robin Williams is an actor. Okay. So Robert Williams, he was probably the only good center for the Celtics last year. I mean, he's only 23 years old. He's very young. Every year, he's been in the league for three years, and every single year, he's gotten better and better. He's a good rim protector, averaging 1.8 blocks last year, and had a defensive rating of 104.4. And he's a very mobile center, which means he can really stay on the perimeter and move around well, which is extremely important in today's league. So I think that re-signing him to this deal was very smart. And obviously, the Celtics have Horford right now. But once he gets older and eventually retires or leaves, he's going to be Robert, – Robert Williams is going to be the center of the future for the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's like, of course, yeah. I mean, I think it's smart. Like what you said, like Robert Williams is what was the only good center for the Celtics. But, yeah, Boston needs the young talent, especially considering Al, they, they got Al Horford. But Al Horford is, is already a little bit older. So hopefully Al Horford can sort of mentor Robin Robert Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying it by accident. So he can just um, bring Robert Williams under his wing um, and just get, mentor him in that one or whoever, however many years he's there for. Yeah. So obviously very good signing for the Celtics. And let's move on to some a little more negative news. Or actually positive in some ways. Damian Lillard is looking to stick around with the Blazers, meaning he will probably start the season for them, and he's going to reevaluate his decision before the trade deadline in, I believe it'd be February or March of 2022. So what do you think? Do you think he's going to leave or he's going to stay? What do you think his strategy is by doing all this? I mean, I think that like he has the power to do whatever he wants. I mean, he's put forth, like, the best effort that he could possibly give to his team. And it hasn't really paid off, and I don't think it's because of him. I think it's just because of the team in general. So if he wanted to leave, he could. I mean, I think in terms of the fans, I, w I wouldn't see why they would be, like, okay with it. I also think that if the Blazers don't have a good season this year, then he'll pack his bag and say bye. Um if the Blazers have a good season this year, I'd make for like second round, 
then I think he might consider staying with them. Um, hopefully CJ McCollum can um, have a better season so the Blazers can, you know, go and have a, a, a good season. Yeah, and obviously they fired Terry Stotts, yeah. who after, I think, seven or eight seasons, and they hired Chauncey Billups as the new head coach, which I think is a very interesting hire. We'll see how he does as an NBA coach. But I still don't understand what they're really doing. Outside of, like, a few summer league guys and who they drafted in this year's lottery, in this year's draft, they didn't move anybody. Like, they, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't trade C.J. McCollum for anybody. They didn't even consider maybe Yusuf Nurkic and some picks in a trade package for someone. Like, Lillard consistently for the past three or four years has been considered a top 11, top 10 player. He's yeah. always in the MVP discussion. And the, the play, they did make the Western Conference, obviously, in 2019. But it's just like, if they're trying to compete for a championship, the Blazers need to do more to, to – uh, they need to surround Dame with more talent, I think. Yeah. I think it's similar to so many other teams. Um, but, yeah, I think that they, they need somebody to support Damian. Um, he doesn't have anybody. I mean, he had CJ – in 2019 um, when they made the conference finals. But um, yeah, I don't know. They have, to, they have to surround him with some sort of talent, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. So moving on, the Nets and the Warriors, two teams that assuming are completely healthy, will definitely be championship contenders next year. Ha- uh, both of them have interest in Paul Millsap, who played for the Denver Nuggets last season. Um, Millsap is 35 years old. He averaged nine points per game, shot about 34% from three. Um, I don't really think that, for the Nets at least, that's really such a valuable pickup if they do look into signing him. Because they already have Blake Griffin, who had a much better playoffs and regular season than Millsap did. And for the Warriors, I mean, I guess, but if you're going to keep James Wiseman and keep him starting, then Draymond's obviously going to be your power forward. So Paul Millsap would just be, like, someone off the bench who maybe try and provide some spark and some three-point but, shooting. But what about, like, for the Warriors, it would be, like, Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins. So it would be Steph, Thompson, Wiggins, Green, and Wiseman in the starting five, wouldn't they put, like, Millsap over Wiseman and then Wiseman could become, like, their sixth man or something like that? That's true because James Wiseman didn't actually have, like, the best review season. And typically teams that are looking to, like, compete for championships, right? they don't, like, love having rookies start for them, right? It's always the bad teams that give rookies, like, 30 minutes per game to play, right? Yeah. So you might be right if they put Paul Millsap. But, I mean, Draymond is already a better version of Paul Millsap outside of three-point shooting. So, I mean, I think he'd probably just be on the bench as uh, one of their bench players. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about – I I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it'd be an okay signing, but I don't think it's going to, like, change what happens to the Warriors next year. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Now, this is probably the biggest trade. Actually, it is the biggest trade that happened over the past week. We obviously talked a little bit about it, but Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and Daniel Arturo 
went to the Memphis Grizzlies for Eric Bledsoe. We obviously said uh, Patrick Beverly got traded to Minnesota later on. And so now the Los Angeles Clippers have acquired Eric Bledsoe, who they actually drafted, uh, who actually played for their team in the early 2010s. So I personally don't think that this was like the best decision to sign Eric Bledsoe or to trade for him, I should say, because he had some rough years in his last few playoff appearances with Milwaukee. Like in the bubble playoffs, he only averaged 11.7 points per game on under 40% shooting. Um, in 2018-19 versus the Raptors, he averaged 10.2 points per game, shot under 30%. And I just think that for a team that's trying to, uh, trying to go for championship contention, you just you have to have a better starting point guard than that who's more efficient. Now, maybe they start Reggie Jackson instead of Bledsoe and have Bledsoe come off the bench. And if that's the case, then it's just completely fine. But if Bledsoe's starting, I don't really love the signing. Yeah, I mean, for me, the decision just really depends on how he plays next year. I mean, obviously what you just said, he hasn't had the best past few years in the league. But it would be cool to see if he can have one of those breakout years. And I think that along with Kawhi and Paul George, they need like a versatile shooter and defender. And if Eric can exceed expectations, then that's something that he can bring to the table. Yeah. Also, one final thing about this one. Do you think that Kawhi has like any possibility of coming back next year to play for the Clippers? Didn't he sign the deal though? Yeah, he signed the deal, but he's injured. Oh, remember? <laughs> I didn't even remember that. Um, yeah, that's what you get for not joining the Raptors. No, no it's, it's weird. It's because it's, cause it's Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah, like, never talks. Um, well, he's definitely not playing on opening night. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Um, it just depends. I mean, it's ACL, right? He got injured when? Um, Western Conference Finals. So that's like June. It's been two months. I think he'll be back by like Christmas. Really? Christmas is really quick, I think. I mean, I don't know, actually. Because, yeah, I don't know. It could be, it could be in two months. It could be in three months, four months, five months. I don't know. There's no timetable. Like I'm reading all of these like articles. There's no timetable for his return. Um, so I think he's just probably going to try to take his time. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's one thing he always does. Like especially when he was injured with the Spurs, and then they kind of almost forced him to play in that 2017-18 season. He just he literally was like, "You guys, I don't want to play." And then <laughs> requested a trade, and obviously the rest is history. So. We'll see what happens with him. So that's basically all of our free agency news. There was some more interesting updates around the league. Nothing as crazy as the first week, but, you know, there's obviously going to be way more that's happening, and we'll see how this affects the teams going into the regular season. Yeah. So let's move on to some random news from around the league. Um, so Kevin Garnett, a really – Really talented player, played for the Timberwolves, had his best years, I think, with Boston, won the title in 2008, 
he will have his number five jersey number retired by the Boston Celtics on March 13th, 2022. Um, I mean, I was kind of expecting it. I didn't really have anything, but um, what do you think about it? I mean, he's obviously like in one of the greatest Celtics players ever for helping bring that championship, their first championship in almost, what, 25 years or something like that. So, I mean, I think it's just a great great thing to see him get retired. And hopefully they, the Celtics can win the game that his jersey gets retired at. Yeah, I remember they did it to Paul Pierce and then the Cavs just destroyed them. <laughs> uh, that was so funny. I just saw somebody like Instagram stuff on it. Um, yeah. But the NBA has released the schedules for opening night and Christmas games. So on opening night, these aren't – we have Lakers versus Warriors. LeBron and AD and Russell Westbrook going against Steph Curry and Dub Nation. And then we have the defending NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis with the 50-piece nugget against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Blake Griffin, who everybody thought were supposed to beat them in the conference finals. So hopefully Brooklyn can look to find revenge on opening night against them. Yeah, two very exciting matchups. I think the Lakers will beat the Warriors by 30 because the Warriors don't have play and probably aren't up fully healthy yet. But I definitely think that the Bucks nets game is going to be absolutely insane because that rematch is just like something I'm so excited for. I think that the Nets are going to win by 30. With Harden and Irving and Griffin who aren't injured anymore, yeah, I think it's over. Yeah, but the Bucks, the Bucks are bad like you never know what Giannis Giannis just got better and better during the playoffs like he got he played his best in the finals and if he plays like that oh it's gonna be tough I don't know yeah I mean I think Nets will win by 20 if Giannis has a good game Um, (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah for Christmas we have a first round rematch between Trey Young and the New York Knicks and the and New the, York Knicks fans. <laughs> and, the, and the New York Knicks fans in New York. And then we have with Kemba Walker. And then we have the defending champions, Milwaukee Bucks, versus the Ime, Udoka, and Jason Tatum, Boston Celtics. And then we have the LeBron, Russell, and AD versus Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Blake Griffin the possible first matchup of LeBron versus KD in two years. I think that this could be a finals matchup if Russell Westbrook shoots above 40%. And then (laughs) we have Steph Curry and possibly Klay Thompson against Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and JaVale McGee and the Phoenix Suns. And then we have Luka Magic and Chris Tapps, who doesn't really – we don't really know what's going to happen to him against – Spadata Mitchell, the French Rudy Gobert, and the Utah Jazz. Yeah, so I think the Christmas games could have been a little bit better. I mean, the Nets-Lakers is going to be amazing. Hawks-Knicks going to be really good. But I feel like I feel like the Nuggets or the Clippers should have gotten a game, especially the Nuggets, because the Nuggets have the MVP, Nikola Jokic, one of the probably the best center in basketball. 
he doesn't even get a Christmas game. That's just so insulting. At least, like, put him up against someone. Well, to, Come be, fair, on. Well, 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 to be fair, the Raptors didn't get a Christmas game. So, like, well, the Raptors are going to be, like, the 12th seed, so nobody really wants to see that. <laughs> 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 okay. This year, I actually liked the Christmas games. Um, a couple of them resemble some of the playoff series, which I just talked about, like the Hawks and the Knicks. Then the Nets and the Lakers is the one everyone wants to see. Clay is supposed to come back in Christmas, so I think it would be cool for them to come back in Christmas and the Warriors play the Suns. In terms of the Nuggets, like, Jokic was the MVP, but the Nuggets got swept. The four Nuggets. So? The four chicken Nuggets got swept away by the Phoenix Suns with the broom. And then Jamal Murray isn't back yet. So why do they deserve a spot in okay, okay. the Christmas game? They deserve a spot because Nikola Jokic. That's why. No. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's one of the best players in basketball. I mean, even the Nuggets players like Austin Rivers and Monte Morris, they were like, why, why don't we get a Christmas game? We literally have technically the most valuable player of the last season on our team. Like, come on. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think – I think the Suns and the Clippers deserve it more than he does. I guess. That's also true. And I just one final thing about the Christmas games. I think it's kind of crazy that LeBron and KD literally haven't played each other in two whole seasons. Actually, the last time they played each other – was on Christmas Day in 2019 when LeBron just signed with the Lakers and KD was still in the Warriors. So I'm very excited to see if they can play against each other. Hopefully no injuries or anything because that, that, that's always the, one of the best matchups in the NBA. Yeah. Well, speaking of LeBron, ESPN analysts and reporters are saying that if he doesn't win a title, he not, cannot be considered a GOAT anymore. But we don't even need to talk about that because we have – the GOAT discussion. Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. I have listed their overall resumes and a few questions that we can both answer based on statistics. So first of all, no explanation. Who do you think is the GOAT? LeBron. I think it's Michael Jordan. So <laughs> overall resume. So with LeBron, he is a whopping 63 years old. No, I'm kidding. He's, he's 36 years old, I believe. He has four NBA titles, four finals MVPs, 17 all-star selections, but 18-plus years in the league. MJ, in 13 years in the league, so five years less than LeBron. So for LeBron, that's two less titles. That's six titles, six finals MVPs. 14 all-star selections. Wait. Oh, because he, he – okay, let's just say we had, he, he was like 14 years in the league because of the Wizards. So 14 years in the league. So Michael Jordan was an all-star practically every single year. He has more titles than LeBron in less time, more finals MVPs in less time, and just a better player in general, better stats. So let's just answer some questions. We can both alternate our answers. So you, I'll ask you the question, and you can answer. So did Michael Jordan or LeBron have stars next to them in their championship runs? Like, did, some, did one of them carry? Like, without them, would they, would they have even been in the playoffs? 
No, no. Both of them needed stars to compete. Everybody in the NBA, in the history of the NBA, there's never been a championship team outside of like one or two that have won a championship with nobody. Okay? Everybody needs help. Okay? It doesn't matter where, which area you look, when they played, there are always multiple all-star teams winning titles most of the time. So, yeah, they both had stars next to them. All right. Yeah. So, this question kind of already answers the one. Who went straight to business when they – okay, straight to business. Everybody went straight to business when they got drafted. But who went to the playoffs right away? doesn't matter if it's first round or finals. And was like a prodigy talent right away, put up numbers as soon as I think. Let me answer first. Michael Jordan already went to the first round. He scored like 63 points against the Celtics in his first year in the league. LeBron, he needed some time. It took him four years to make his first finals, even though Michael Jordan took him seven years. At least like Michael Jordan made the playoffs every year before that he made the conference finals. LeBron James, not really. Okay, but here's the thing. You know how many wins Michael Jordan's Bulls had to get to the playoffs? They had 30 wins, and they got the eight seed versus the Celtics in 86. What team needs 30 wins to make the playoffs in today's NBA, okay? The, if LeBron was on those Bulls teams and they had 30 wins, he would also be in the playoffs. I mean, like, I don't know what you want me to say. It's team record. It's like the conference just was not that good which is why he was able to get in in the first place. Yeah, but he still made it in. I guess. I will give him credit, though. 63 points is insane when your team is very, very bad. And it's like your first year or second year, whatever it was, in the league. But who had more competition in the league during their time? So for me, I think it's like it's equal. I mean, for LeBron – I think the finals was obviously bad for him because he kept running into Steph Curry and everybody until, you know, like 2020. Kevin Durant ruined the NBA. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, and then Michael Jordan, like he had like the Jazz who he was competitive with. He had the Lakers like in, in 91. He had – well, and actually in 96 when they had their 72-10 and 10 year, they didn't really have any competition. Um, I think for the Lakers in the bubble, it was kind of hard because they kept winning each series pretty easily, um, except like a couple of them went to six games, or one of them went to six games. But, um, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's pretty equal too. LeBron had a lot of competition in the finals. He literally played like a dynasty in the Warriors. He had to play them four times. So I think even winning one of them is pretty impressive. Um, he had to play the Spurs dynasty in 2007. As a 22-year-old with literally barely any help as basically the offensive focal point. So, I mean, and then on MJ's side, his finals competition wasn't as great, but he definitely faced, like, the Knicks, the Pistons, the Celtics, the Heat. He faced a lot of good teams um, in the first, second, and conference finals. So I think it's kind of even in that way. Yeah, I think it's it's even for sure. So, did Michael Jordan or LeBron have any first first round exits late or during the prime? So, hear me out. So, both guys, I mean, kind of had it bad. Michael Jordan had his in 1995. He was playing baseball, and then he came back in, like, March or April of that year. So, 
he actually played pretty well for for just for not being there for like eighteen months. Um, he lost to Horace Grant and the Orlando Magic. But LeBron James. Shaq. What about Shaq? Shaq was young. Uh, <laughs> but he was good. <laughs> okay, he was good. What LeBron? I was trying to wrap my head around it, but LeBron. He had an ankle injury and he came back. So it's not like he just came, he was just there the whole year and then he got in the first round. But I think Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was out for 18 months and then he came back and put on a show and, and got out in the conference finals or a second round. So Michael Jordan didn't really have any first round exits in his prime. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, like the, like the early to late 90s. Like he, they were, he got out in like the conference finals. So... LeBron had it in the first round of 2021 after like a two, three month injury. But then Michael Jordan, this 18 months, came back, still made the conference finals and lost in like six games. Okay, one question. How long is LeBron's prime? Is he still in his prime? Yeah. Well, personally, I don't know if he's in his, I would say his prime was like, 2011 to 2017 or something or actually 2018 to 2011 to 2018 i would say so you're just trying to tell me all the years that he made the finals yeah that's when he was at his best i mean 2019 he was injured with the lakers 2020 he had a good year but he also had ad who was phenomenal 2021 again he's injured i don't think someone in their who's in their prime of their career is getting injured almost every other year and out for a few, and out for a few months of the season. So I would say, I think it's just kind of equal because MJ also didn't make the playoffs at all with the Wizards in the early two thousands when he came back. How about that? But he wasn't in his prime. He was like so old. He was really older than like he was. He really was older than LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, all I'm saying is that neither of them were really up in their primes. During like, I don't think LeBron is in his prime anymore. Definitely not. He's averaging less points per game than he ever was. He's worse on defense. He's good when he needs to be, but he definitely isn't like the 2012 version of LeBron anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think you can give this to MJ, but it's not like LeBron is like super far behind. He just lost one first round exit. The year before that, he won the title. So. Yeah. But the last question actually, I think makes it like official. Did anybody have a three-peat or back-to-back? LeBron had one back-to-back in 2012 and 13. Michael Jordan had two, not one, but two three-peats. 91, 92, 93, and then 96, 97, 98. And he did it from 96 to 98 when he was like 30-something, like 31 or 33 or however old he was. I think he was older. I think he was like 34 35. Yeah, he was like LeBron's age, and he had a three-peat. Okay, good for him. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. How many teams did LeBron beat? I mean, how many teams did Michael Jordan beat that had over 70 wins? How many times did Le- Michael Jordan come back from 3-1 in the finals? How about that? But one time doesn't like... Well, one time is more than zero. How about that? <laughs> well, Michael Jordan had three three-peats. Three three-peats? He won nine titles? Oh, no. Two three-peats. And his last one, he was, like, 36. And he had, like, the one of the, like, t- like in, in my opinion, like, arguably one of the best, like, the best game winner in NBA history. 
Better than Kawhi's? Yeah, it's the finals, game six. The Bulls dynasty was going to end. Their GM was an idiot. And they and they and they and that was like the last dance. And they made a goal to win the championship. And if Michael Jordan would have missed that shot, sure, they would have probably still won because it well actually no. They might have lost because the game seven would be in Utah. But if Michael Jordan would have missed that shot, then it would have been game seven in Utah. And what if Michael Jordan didn't win that? Yeah, then I'll say LeBron. But Michael Jordan made the shot, the, one of the best clutch shots in NBA history for a second 3 P. When you're old, when your dynasty is about to end and you didn't want to end on a finals loss. I, I definitely agree. I don't know. I, th- I think Kawhi's is greater, though, because I know it's like a completely different topic, but just what just Kawhi's is a little bit better because it was just like so lucky just the way it bounced off the rim and into the hoop. It was series ending. It was iconic. It was a buzzer beater. So, I mean, I, I think it was better. Just like well, the Mike, Mike, Michael Jordan's was a three-peat ending, a championship that's also, ending. That's true. That's true. That's I, I, I guess – I guess I can see why you'd say that. But in terms of, like, right now, I think that Michael Jordan overall still has a stronger case to be the GOAT, like, if you just look at it objectively. But LeBron, let's not forget, LeBron's career isn't done yet. Like, okay. he still has more I'll, years I'll, in the league. I'll make a deal with you. If LeBron wins three titles before he retires, so seven titles in total, okay, then we'll talk. Then I'll say maybe LeBron. Robert Horry, Robert Horry has seven titles. Is he better than MJ? Oh, he actually does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he hasn't been as successful. But when, when LeBron has seven titles, seven finals MVPs, and everything else that he's accomplished, like I have no doubt in my mind that LeBron will have like 20 all-star appearances. I have no doubt in my mind, but I don't really know. I think Michael Jordan's still the best. I think I think if LeBron like wins a title, one more title, I think that's like pretty much. I think that would really cement it because he already has more All Star, All NBA. He has like all the longevity stuff. His stats aren't as good in term in uh, in areas, but they're also like it's very very close. And then, um, the only thing is really titles, and I mean five titles versus four titles. Yeah, but LeBron also has more finals appearances, and I think finals appearances, well, yeah, he has lost more. It also shows the success he's been able to maintain. I mean, 10 finals appearances is no joke. Like, he was consistently getting to the highest stage of basketball in the world for over 10 years. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> so, I mean, I think MJ has a stronger case right now, but LeBron's career isn't over. He still has probably, I would say, three more but, seasons. But, but, but Michael Jordan played like four less seasons than LeBron, accomplished more than he has, and LeBron still has so many more seasons left. Okay, so uh, what, is it LeBron's fault that he wants to play in the NBA? Like, what, he, oh, LeBron shouldn't play in the NBA because Michael Jordan played less? Like, no, you should. It shouldn't be based on how long you played. It should just be based on how much you do. I think, personally. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is like exhausting mentally. Yeah, <laughs> the go to me, the go to me is like probably one of the most toxic things 
in the NBA community, I would say. The GOAT discussion is just one of the most like toxic like conversations. Like it, it can go on forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. As long as as long as and you know, the thing is some people will even like not even say LeBron's they'll be like, Oh, Bill Russell or Kareem Abdul Jabbar and I'm just like, Oh, okay. That's a whole nother person that I have to like think about. So I I think LeBron okay, how about this though? LeBron and MJ are probably number one and number two. I don't know how you order them, but like they're definitely together. Yeah. At the time. No, not like, not not together. Like like LeBron's number two. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like there's no one you could put between them. It's not like, oh JaVale McGee, LeBron, MJ. It's LeBron and MJ. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's personally my thoughts on the go to be. Yeah, that was a humongous go debate, but that is going to end our twenty-fifth episode. A quarter Let's of the go. way, a quarter of the way to a hundred. Let's just get to a hundred. It's been like almost a year, and we're only at twenty-five episodes. <laughs> but, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure if you're on YouTube to like the video, subscribe. Make sure to comment down your feedback because we always want to know some feedback for our podcast. What we need to work on was something that we did really good. Um, and also, if you're on Spotify, thank you for streaming. On Instagram, you're, well, you're not listening on Instagram, <laughs> but, but if you like watch the shorts on Instagram if you're listening right now on a different platform. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time.